Well, hey there, everybody. I'm Dan Davidson. And I'm Bill Smith, and it's time for the news from treknews.net. Yeah, it is. Yeah. What, what are you doing? Oh, oh sorry. It's April 1st. I was kidding. You, <laughs> your Spanning the Alpha Quadrant. For all the news on all the Star Trek show. It's treknews.net. Online at treknews.net. Um, I'm not really sure what you were doing, but you looked like you were potentially having a seizure while that was going on. I was on. like on a pogo stick, it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the news from treknews.net, the oldest brand new Star Trek news podcast from Trek Geeks, bringing you all the Trek news in 15 minutes or less for the week of April 1st, 2021. And I assure you, this is not an April Fool's joke. No joke. No joke. No, Dan's face may be a joke, but oh, that's a story to it. You for another to time. <laughs> that's what happens when you get to sit in the host chair, Daniel. Yeah, okay, well, go away, host, or take it away, rather. Sorry. Indeed. <laughs> Up first this week, you know, last week we had some great news regarding the late Leonard Nimoy in the city of Boston, his hometown. And this week... We're thrilled to report some more news regarding both those things. Yeah, this is really great news, my friend. Last week, we were excited about former Mayor Marty Walsh making March 26, 2021 Leonard Nimoy Day. And now we have some new news to celebrate. And the Boston Museum of Science announced on Leonard Nimoy Day, no less, that they are partnering with the Nimoy family to be the home for the proposed Vulcan Salute Monument. Now, you may remember that the monument was announced uh, last year, but we haven't really heard much since then. But now we know that the plan calls for a 20-foot illuminated stainless steel monument of Spock's famous Live Long and Prosper Vulcan Salute. The sculpture uh, is designed by artist David Phillips and will be located in front of the museum at Science Park. Now, the museum and the Nimoy family are hoping to raise $1 million for this project, and anyone interested in donating can go to MOS, as in Museum of Science, that's MOS.com slash Nimoy. And Bill, uh, when this happens, because it will happen, I can guarantee you that you and I are going to be there for the unveiling. And actually, we should correct that. It's MOS.org slash Nimoy. Dot org. Not, not MOS.com. It's a completely different website. Uh, MOS.org is the official website for the Museum of Science in Boston. That's what happens when I type .com too much at work with all the different things that I do. So I do apologize for that. Yes, MOS.org slash Nimoy. You know, this is, it, it's pretty amazing because, of course, Leonard Nimoy grew up not three blocks from where the Museum of Science is located right. today. His voice used to be on in the voiceover for the uh, Mugar Omni Theater, the mm -hmm. really the first IMAX theater in New England. Um, in the intro and in the pre-show and it was always very fun and Leonard called out the fact that he grew up you know really just a stone's throw from where the museum sits today mm -hmm. so it, it's only fitting that that statue is put in that site because it, it truly is perfect I really think it'll be great now honestly I have not been to the Museum of Science since I was probably just becoming a teenager or maybe even less. I might've been 10 or 11. Um, I'm really looking, going back, uh, looking forward to going back to it for this specific event. Um, I think it's, I think it's a wonderful tribute to a man who has uh, literally shaped generations of people with his character. And uh, it's going to look great. I can't, the, the proposed drawings for it are absolutely spectacular. So it's going to be awesome. They really are. I definitely am looking forward to this, and uh, I, I look forward to, to being there when it's unveiled with any luck. Here's hoping that they're able to raise that and more. Absolutely. Mo 
moving on, Dan, Star Wars may have May the 4th as their day, which, as a side note, is completely stupid. <laughs> because it's a pun. It is. May this the, isn't a pun. May the 4th be with you. Come on, Star Wars fans. You're better than that. Wow. But. Star Trek fans have a very special day coming up before that. And the powers that be at CBS and Paramount Plus have some fun things in store for April 5th, 2021. Yeah, I'm looking forward to when this becomes a national holiday because it really should be when you think about it, Bill. Um, As we know, thanks to the movie Star Trek First Contact, April 5th, 2063 is when Vulcans land on Earth and forevermore will be known as First Contact Day. And this year, 2021, Paramount Plus has some great virtual events to celebrate our day. Paramount Plus will provide Star Trek fans with exclusive programming, panels with cast and creatives from classic and current Star Trek shows, and the movie Star Trek First Contact, exclusive news from the Star Trek universe, episode marathons, the return of the hashtag Star Trek United Gives initiative, and even more. That is just going to be awesome. In addition, Will Wheaton and Mika Burton will host almost three hours of virtual panels starting at 3 p.m. Eastern time, and will include a 25th anniversary of First Contact panel, a Women on Motion panel, and here we go, Bill, a Star Trek Prodigy panel, as well as a bunch more. So I'm hoping trailer, but we'll find out. Uh, in addition to the panels, Paramount uh, will have a Best of First Contact episodes marathon to commemorate the special day, and merchandise will be 20% off, including exclusive First Contact merchandise and themes at shop.startrek.com. This is all going to happen on April 5th. Uh, for additional information, as well as free streaming of all of these events, head on over to StarTrek.com slash first contact, Bill. Wow. I, I will do that right now. Or of course, maybe not right now because you and I are in the middle of recording. Yeah. Now, uh, allegedly, Patrick Stewart is going to announce something that's a surprise. I did not know that. It's it's in it's in the the details at uh, uh-huh. at StarTrek.com slash first contact. It's on the schedule. Excellent. But, um, it's, as I understand it, that's what's supposed to occur. I have no idea what it is, what it hmm. could be. Um, maybe it's, I doubt it's going to be anything trailer-like because shooting just got underway for Star Trek Picard. Right. So maybe it's a cast announcement. That would be nice. Yeah. Or maybe it's a, a targeted date for season two. I don't know. Or maybe another a season added on. Who knows? But is if, if it's coming from Sir Patrick Stewart, is it going to be bad? I don't think so. No, probably not. Um, at least that's my guess because, um, <laughs> he's Sir Patrick Stewart. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. Um, engage. But, engage. Uh, of course that, you know, it's, it's just pales in comparison to what he can do. I'm, I'm off all next week. So I'm going to be glued in front of my, my laptop screen watching all the Star Trek day pan, or sorry, the first contact day panels. Yeah. Uh, great. I'm very excited. Yeah. Great. I won't be off. So yeah, great. it is great. And I'm going to text you the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to spoil everything. Oh, that's going to be fantastic. Actually, you will probably be my news segment that day to let me know what's going on. So I maybe I'll just do news on my own. There you go. Wouldn't be the first time. Best episode of news we ever had. Dan, <laughs> speaking, <laughs> speaking of merchandise we love, um, we love new Star Trek stuff. And our fansets collection proves that every single day. But now we have a whole bunch of new stuff coming our way from officially licensed companies, and they all look pretty freaking cool, if you ask me. 
Yeah, well, nobody asked you. And indeed, they do, though. Uh, I've already pre-ordered a couple of them, to be honest. And first up, you Funko collectors are going to love the new Trek-themed pop vinyl figures, including Mirror Universe Kirk, Spock, Uhura, and even Scarface Sulu. Uh, They're all going to be available, as well as everyone's favorite Captain Kirk sitting in his chair on the bridge. Spock holding Isis from the episode Assignment Earth, which is really a deep cut. And uh, TOS era Khan is also going to be available, which I love. But my favorite one's got to be the Gorn. The Gorn will be available as a pop vinyl figure. Now, the interesting thing is the Gorn will be a Target only exclusive, but you can actually go to Target.com right now and pre-order it. Also announced is the Blu-ray and Steelbook edition of Star Trek Lower Deck Season 1, a definite must-have, as well as a new USS Discovery pizza cutter to go along with the previously released original Enterprise and TNG version of the Enterprise. And I got uh, Enterprise, sorry. And I got to say, Bill, that the Discovery cutter from Uconic or Uconic, depending on how you want to pronounce it, looks like the best one out of the three. And it's actually, in my opinion, the most realistic because the Discovery Saucer section actually spins for reals. You know that? So uh, it's kind of cool, that pizza cutter saucer section. All the same. Uh, Also announced from Uconic is a series of multi-tools in various Trek shapes, like a Klingon Batleth, the Enterprise D, and the TOS Enterprise as well. And these little devices each have multiple tools, like a normal... uh, a little pocket knife would have like a wrench, a pair of pliers, bottle opener, and all kinds of other helpful tools. Very cool there. And also announced, Bill, was the latest addition to the Mego action figure collection. Captain Pike from Discovery Season 2 and Michael Burnham will be available very soon. And you can also look for the Salt Vampire, Dr. McCoy, and Scotty from TOS in the coming months. That's a lot of stuff. I got one more, Bill. Finally, if you have an extra 800 bucks laying around, you can get a Borg record player from Cherry Tree, which is the same company that released the Borg-cased PC back when Star Trek Picard was announced, and we actually saw that at STLV. Um, I'm going to pass, but resistance is futile, so you never know what could happen. 800 bucks. That's all it is. That's all? Yeah. Uh, we, I got that lying around. No, I don't. No, no, we do not. Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't have any more vinyl. Um, I got rid of it all years ago um, because I had these great things called CDs. Well, you um, kind of have vinyl if you think of Funko and their pop vinyl figures, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean records, though. I mean, because That's funny people t- tend to forget that those things skip after a while. <laughs> yeah, and they get warped. Yeah. I left a Halloween 2 soundtrack in the back of my car back when I was a teenager um, in the summer. And when I realized it and put it, it literally looked like a hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, some of this is great. I mean, I'm sure Cherry Tree is going to do a great job with that turntable because I hate calling it a record player. I mean, it just Mm, makes it seem like it's one of those Fisher Price things. (laughs) Um, But I just I I I don't know that I have room for that in my life or, or need for it. But uh, I, I imagine it's going to be – I've seen the photos. It does look amazing. I really think that people uh, people who love the Borg and love the, the, the visual look of the Borg cube and especially the one that we saw in Picard this season one yeah. would probably love it because you got this. You've got that PC. They also have refrigerators that look like Borg cubes also. So you could have like a whole Borg room with entertainment, food, drinks, and PC gaming all in the same place, all looking the same. It's pretty awesome. We would never leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the last 55 weeks, I guess we should have all that stuff. 
That's a really great point. <laughs> and uh, Dan, finally, this brings us to the biggest thing of the week. That's the story that we think is worth the most discussion and probably the biggest development of them all. And once again, Dan, we are looking at the Indiegogo campaign for To the Journey, looking back at Star Trek Voyager, the crowdfunded film, which completed its crowdfunding yesterday as we record this, yeah. raising $1,269,433 from 11,849 backers. Um, staggering. It is now the most successful crowdfunded documentary of all time, beating out a documentary about Frank Zappa that was produced by Alex Winter from Bill and Ted. It's it's amazing, and actually, I just refreshed the screen, Bill, the for the Indiegogo, and it actually looks like it went up by a couple dollars and a couple backers. It's now at one million two hundred sixty nine thousand five hundred twenty eight dollars with eleven thousand eight hundred and fifty one backers. Even though it closed, they must have just had a couple extra that they needed to add in there. It's still amazing. It's an it's a mind boggling total to a show that has deserved this love for so long. We've talked about it multiple times. Actually, this is the second week that we've had the biggest story of the week. And both times it's been about to the journey, looking back at Star Trek Voyager. And it's well-deserved. Deep Space Nine is our favorite series. We've rewatched Voyager over the course of the last couple of years. And we have come to have a deep respect and love for the series, especially with the celebration of their anniversary last year. And it looks like thousands and thousands and thousands of people have taken their hard-earned dollars and donated it to this cause so that this documentary can be made. And with the pandemic going on and money being tight for a lot of people, to have this type of, of response, it's just amazing. I'm so honored and proud to be one of these backers. It just is awesome. I am too. I mean, so we'll call it 1.2 million for now, because yeah. obviously there's going to be probably some additions to that in fees, just in, in using the Indiegogo platform alone. That's roughly $64,000 just for having the campaign that doesn't count the fees for all of the credit card charges, which are probably going to be a significant amount more. So let's assume that they clear roughly about 900 K. I mean, that's probably on the low end, but yeah. but let's assume that for now. Okay. Um, they don't necessarily have the ability to remaster the footage licensed so far. That shouldn't be a problem. They've raised so much more money now than Deep Space Nine. Do you think that this makes the the expectations or the stakes even higher for this documentary? Because now, now they've doubled the amount. I don't know that I would say that it puts pressure on them to do it. I think with what we've seen from them in the past, I think they're going to do it anyway. And I don't think it puts pressure on them to do it. I think it just makes them all the more proud that they've got the amount of backing that they do, that they're just going to go out and they're just going to slay this thing. Um, I, I honestly don't think that the pressure aspect, because they raised this much more than the DS9 doc, is going to be a factor. Um, I could be wrong. Um, but uh, I, th I think that everybody is just so jazzed that they were able to do this and raise the amount of money they did so quickly. That first day, they actually did like, I think, three or four times what their initial goal was in the first 24 hours. Yeah. Um, they've got great perks. And we know that, the, you know, perks cost stuff to do also, but they got a lot of great perks. You know, our, our, our friends and fan sets are involved in the, in the perks process with the pins. And you've got all kinds of virtual meetings. You've got trips to California if you want to have a wine tasting with Casey Biggs, which 
God, I wish I could do that. Um, you got LA premiere, you got New York premiere, you've got Europe premiere. So many things, t-shirts, coffee mugs. I could go on and on for 20 minutes about all the things that they have for the perks. Um, but you know what? It's going to be a piece of history that every Star Trek fan who was back this and is getting a perk is going to remember forever. And I think it's going to be fantastic. All Almost 12,000 of them, Yes, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the money they've raised does raise the stakes a little bit. You know, with Deep Space Nine, they had to do a second round of of crowdfunding as part of the campaign to do the HD. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was great. I'm glad they did it. Uh, I donated to it. You donated to it. Um, we were very happy to see that happen. Um, but I, I, I think that, I, I don't know, for, for some reason, I get the sense that they really have to deliver now because they did set the bar so high with Deep Space Nine. One of the things I find interesting and maybe part of the reason why they were able to do so much better, and this is just speculation, is if you look at the perks, there's a lot of stuff with non-Voyager Star Trek people. You got a whole bunch of different things that you can do with just Star Trek famous Star Trek cast members. Um, and I think that might have helped because maybe some people couldn't do things with the DS9 doc a couple of years ago, but then they say, oh, Casey Biggs is doing something or Terry Farrell and the Nav Visitor. Um, so maybe I'll just donate to this one and still be able to have fun with that Star Trek experience with with cast members. So I think that that might um, possibly be part of the reason why the numbers were better. I, like I said, it's just a guess on my part. Whatever the reason, I think it's I think it's fantastic. I also think that the lack of bundling of perks on many levels also helped drive up the number of donations. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, because, you know, that 12,000 backers, I'm in there twice because I did two different yep. tiers. Right. Um, with Deep Space Nine, there was more bundling of perks. But if you wanted separate things, you had to essentially sign up twice. Right. Um, which not the worst play if you want to maximize your crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. It does mean that, you know, they've got to now fulfill me twice <laughs> as opposed to bundling it all in. So there's going to be some more overhead on that end for them behind the scenes. But I, I have a feeling that that's probably why this did so well is because they didn't just say, all right, if you get this level, you get everything else before it and this stuff. Yeah, um, I think that making people buy in at multiple price points was very, very smart. Yeah, I think it was too. And, uh, and, and it didn't seem to slow it down at all, which I think is pretty cool. Also now four five, five films, of course you can find them on Facebook you can find them on Twitter. They actually, I believe they have a donating donation only Facebook page. So anybody who has donated can check that out and, and, uh, and sign in and sign up to get uh, special updates. Now, the one thing that I'm still waiting for bill, which I think will be really great to, to find out is, if they did reach that $1 million level, which they did meet, there was going to be a surprise um, 10th stretch goal, which was an exclusive, never-before-seen Voyager surprise. I'm really looking forward to what that announcement of what it is, is going to be because I don't think I've seen it yet. So that'll be kind of cool. It's going to have to be big. I Oh, absolutely. Um, and I don't know what it could be at this point. So um i I, maybe maybe they don't know i don't know (laughs) (laughs) well that's going to do it for the news from treknews.net for the week of april 1st 2021 hey look no april fool surprises isn't that awesome you're the Uh, best man i think you're great april uh, Fools. yeah we almost (laughs) made it the whole way that's because you were not in 15 minutes or less this week uh remember for all the news on all the star trek show please visit our great friends at treknews.net have a great week everybody live long and prosper coconut